I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Singapore is the second smallest country in Asia. And according to Wikipedia, it's 725.7 square kilometers. Now in 2020, we have a population of about 5.8 million people. But in 1986, there was only a population of about 2.7 million. But that's still a lot of people for very little space. But you'd never imagine that at any time, somebody would go missing in broad daylight. Much less two kids in the middle of an afternoon. Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. And if you haven't guessed it yet, today we're going to be covering the 1986 McDonald's Boys case. So I want to start with the fact that this case is called the McDonald's Boys case, not because these boys went missing while going to McDonald's or at a McDonald's, but rather because when they went missing, McDonald's offered a reward of $100,000, which with inflation today is worth almost $180,000. The case starts with two friends, To Hong Huat and Ke Chin An. They are two quiet, well-behaved boys that were close friends. And both of them were 12 years old, so I think old enough to make pretty well-thought-out decisions. And they were in primary 6 and went to Owen's primary school. For those of you who are curious, Owen's primary school doesn't exist anymore and it was closed in 1988 and then demolished in 2015 from what I could find. The school was at the junction of Owens Road and Oxford Road, which is in the Farrah Park area. The site where the school used to be is just a field right now. Let's start by talking about To Hong Huat. Hong Huat lived with his mother, Madam Tan Kyok Guan, and she was divorced. He looked like a really sweet kid and his mom described him as more timid and that he really liked the company when they went out. To give you an example of the kind of kid that Hong Huat was, And he really did sound like a great kid. He came in first in class in math the semester before he went missing, and he definitely had a ton of friends. But at the same time, according to his mom, he was literally scared to walk to like a kiosk or I think a mama shop near his home at the void deck of Block 51, Owens Road. And the thing is that he always wanted his mom to walk with him, even to his tuition classes, which were three times a week at a flat that was just the next block over. So you can tell he didn't like doing things on his own. So his mom, Madam Tan, was also the last person to ever see him. On the morning of 14th May 1986, which was a Wednesday, just like the middle of the week, Hong Huat asked his mom if he could go to school himself because he wanted to meet his friend, which was really unusual for him. So it's assumed that the friend was Chin An because they're so close. And this isn't really like him because he's more quiet. And But the thing is, you can't really fault his mom for this because he's like 12. And there's always a ton of 12-year-old kids that go to and from school on their own with no issues. But this was the last that she ever saw of him. At the same time, Chin An was last seen at 12.30. His mom, Madam Tae Mina, had actually seen him get on a bus to school. 
And in fact, one of his classmates, Wang Piwei, actually came out saying that he had spoken to Chinan, that Chinan had come to school and dropped off his bags before saying that he wanted to go to the shops nearby. And that Piwei said that he would take care of his bag, which is like a totally normal and super bro thing to do. So while Chinan went out, Piwei kept their bags together at the canteen. And when class started, Piwei took his bag and left Chinan's one out because he thought that he would just come back for it and then go to class, but he never did. Anyway, Chinan was a little bit more playful than Hong Huat, but he wasn't known to be naughty and they were just really good kids from what I could see. So now we're all caught up with both boys and we don't know if they ever met after both leaving their respective places, but when their 12.55 class started, neither of them were anywhere to be found. They were in a 24-person class, so it was pretty obvious when they went missing. The teacher was really responsible and she called both their parents immediately. Like, Chinan's parents immediately came and they were really worried. So after talking to Piwei, so remember the boy that helped Chinan take care of his bag? Chinan's dad really wanted to get in contact with Hong Huat's mom in case Chinan and Hong Huat had maybe run off together somewhere. But get this, so you used to have to go through telephone operators and the teacher tried reaching Hong Huat's mom but it turns out that she changed her number and the new number was unlisted, so they had to ask around until they found another student, a girl who had Hong Huat's mom's number. So Hong Huat's mom eventually came down to the school as well, and they searched the entire school and the whole neighborhood around the school. And eventually they had to call the police because they couldn't find the boys. I mean, these are two missing 12-year-old boys. Chin An's parents and Hong Huat's mom were at the school until 7.15pm. The police and parents, they searched the surrounding areas and the school for days and days, but they didn't find anything. They also put out a $1,000 reward for any information on each of the boys, but nobody ever found anything. About a month later, on 17th July 1986, thousands and thousands of missing person leaflets went out. They were distributed with copies of all the major newspapers like Straits Times, Berita Harian, Lianhe Jiaobao, and Lianhe Wanbao. 10,000 leaflets were sent to police stations and another 10,000 large posters were pasted at places like community centres, restaurants and fast food outlets. They wanted to make sure that if anyone at all recognised the boys, that they would report it into a tip line. So it looks like this was also the first time that leaflets were used for missing children in Singapore. And because this is this had been almost a month, so the parents raised the reward for information on their kids from $1,000 to $5,000, which is a lot of money at the time. So they also had a hotline that got 20 calls or so, 20-ish calls, reporting the kids seen from St. John's Island to Sentosa to even the Singapore Johor bus terminals. And the one in Singapore Johor bus terminals was, was, it was interesting. So they said that they saw the boys with two older men in their 40s, but none of the tips came to anything. And this was, again, a month or so after. On 27th August 1986, there was a reported sighting of the boys in Pulau Ubin. So the Criminal Investigation Department, the CID, they dispatched almost 100 officers to Ubin and they split the island up into 24 sections and combed through it, but there was no trace of the boys. By September, the parents were desperate. The boys went missing in May, so it's been almost four months and they raised the reward to $20,000. On the 3rd of September, just a couple of days after the Pulau Ubin surge, the parents of both boys, um, Chin An's dad and Hong Huat's mom, they both received a call. And Chin An's dad actually had a stroke and he was admitted to Singapore General Hospital for two weeks. So he couldn't remember anything about the call. But according to Hong Huat's mom, the caller spoke in Hokkien and told her not to expect her son's return. So that's September. 
in October. So this is five months later. During the McDonald's Founders Day celebration, the managing director, Robert Kwan, he announced that the company was going to offer $100,000 for reward on any information leading to Hong Huat and Chinan being found. And the reward and information, they were put out in all McDonald's outlets in Singapore. In the months following the boy's disappearance, Hong Huat's mom, who is Malaysian, Madam Tan, she also went to KL to search for him. And she reached out to Malay Mail Afternoon Daily and the Malaysian Chinese Association's Public Bureau for help. And in addition to that, the Singapore Police Force, they also worked with the police in Malaysia, Indonesia and Thailand. They even sent reports on the boys to Interpol, but just absolutely nothing, nothing at all. The boys, they vanished without a trace. So 1988, just two years after the boys went missing, the Straits Times actually worked with a US company to try to recreate photos of Chinan as a 14-year-old so that maybe somebody could recognize him. Um, but again, nothing came out of it. There's two generally accepted theories on this. So remember that Hong Huat's mom was divorced? The first theory is that Hong Huat's dad kidnapped them and brought them to Malaysia where they've grown up. And that kind of makes sense because maybe Hong Huat might have trusted and followed him. And given that him and Chin An were close, Chin An might just have tagged along, not knowing that he would never see his family or friends again. And I checked into this and it looks like parental child abduction. It isn't a criminal issue in Singapore. It's considered a civil matter. So all y'all divorced parents are careful. Huh? And personally, I feel like this one is a little bit more likely, especially with divorced parents. Sometimes there's a ton of animosity and when they disagree with custody arrangements, they might like turn to something like this, turn to child kidnapping. The other one, the other theory is that the boys were abducted by a human trafficking ring. And while this theory is pretty popular, this is something that the police said wasn't likely. That at that point of time, illegal traders, their MO would be to take more than two boys. They wouldn't just kidnap two boys. Um, but again, at that time, forced begging in Thailand by crime gangs were really a thing. They also didn't think that the boys were killed because in the time of the search, if they had been killed, the police felt like they would have found their bodies. And the last thing is that in both cases, we're going to assume that there's some sort of force involved because the cases had so much publicity and if the kids weren't in a, in a threatening or a forceful situation, surely the idea is that they would have tried to reach out after a few years. In this case, we're assuming either the dad or some sort of gang would be keeping the boys quiet. So now in 2020, it's been 34 years since Hong Huat and Chinan have gone missing. What do you think happened? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase. I hope you've enjoyed this digression from our usual murders. The McDonald's boys case is something I've wanted to cover in a little bit more detail for a while. And I'm so sorry for missing the last couple of weeks. My day job has been crazy busy. Now, I'm also so glad to say that you can now find us online with details of each case at abriefcasepodcast.com. And do join us again next week for another brief case.